It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wow. 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 Featherweight fury in the UFC Fight Night main event this Saturday today. Just behind us in the books. Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez. So good we had to give you the MK instant analysis reaction handling of this. Yes, this is Morning Combat, the premier combat sports and lifestyle and comedy show on the planet today. I am Brian Campbell, one half of your MK duo every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern on the YouTubes here talking all things combat sports. Why are you not getting Luke Thomas right now? I thought Luke Thomas did the uh, MMA recap. So you're getting your boy BC. He's got a big vacation coming up, so we don't want to wear Luke Thomas out. So I'm hitting you right now in reaction to what was an absolutely incredible five-round war with Max Holloway coming away with a unanimous decision over a game as all kinds of hell. Yair Rodriguez off a two-year layoff. And I'm here to break that down for you. So spoiler alert, I just told you who won. And by the way, if you're somehow lingering on YouTube looking for videos to not tell you who won, uh, you're in the wrong business here. That's not how this life works, okay? So that's enough on the spoilers right there. But please like this video. Subscribe to what we're doing here in MK. Uh, there's nobody else like this, okay? So uh, that's all I got to say about that. All right, let's get right into this fight. No fooling around. Uh, basically, a title fight without a title belt at stake. The number one fighter in the division, Max Holloway. The number three, Ayo Rodriguez. Both looking to get back into that upper core and get a shot at Alexander Volkanovsky's title. Max Holloway, of course, using words like Conor McGregor as well lately. We'll see what happens with that. But this fight was advertised as being, a, you know, potential for fireworks or war. It was exactly that and probably then some. You know, it wasn't Gaethje Chandler, but it was high skill, high pace. And these two absolute warriors had a show. I mean, just a sick, sick chin to get through what they did, the adjustments particularly made by the former champion, Max. And wow, I mean, what insane, incredible theater. Just another, uh, you know, amazing fight, a fight of the year candidate, which I feel like we're talking about every week right now. I saw that tweet from Forrest Griffin that made the air. That's, you know, uh, another one of my favorite fights this, this week, right? It's like, what an incredible run right now for the UFC in 2021. And what a fighter that Max Holloway is. Uh, guys, that's why he's so great. He, uh, you know, I think right now he's probably the best UFC fighter without a belt could very well have it, uh, following that rematch with Alexander Volkanovsky that was heavily disputed, whether you watched it once or 49 times, uh, either without a cover on your head or, or, or a cap for that matter. Uh, but here's the deal. Um, two years away, 
We had some questions about Yair Rodriguez, despite that eight and one record in the UFC with one no contest. There've been the USADA suspension. There's been some miraculous wins. There's been some inconsistencies, injuries. Uh, he came out to win like a full title champion. Yair Rodriguez came for the knockout in this one. And I think what he ended up finding out, what we also ended up finding out again, if we didn't already know it, is that Max Holloway is just great, but all time great. I mean, at 29 years old, you don't rarely hear, you rarely hear guys at that age where you're like, oh yeah, surefire Hall of Famer, or has already achieved the Hall of Fame status. And this performance to take the damage early, the heavy offense from Yara Rodriguez and make the adjustments in rounds three and four, and to just keep up both a sick pace, the chin that I mentioned that he needed, and to just fight off those aggressive ass rallies from a Yair that just would not fold. Uh, Yair Rodriguez had a cut below his left eye, had bad swelling below his right eye. I thought at one point it was really going to be Max's chin up against Yair's face. I mean, can his face hold up at this level? Can his gas tank for Rodriguez hold up? There was going to be a lot of questions that were going to be asked of Yair based on how this fight started and the incredible pace in that first round, which was a killer. And he passed all those tests. He didn't win this fight. Although, as controversial as it may or may not sound about what I'm about to say about the scoring, I think you could make a case that uh, that Yair almost kind of deserved a backdoor draw. Oh, BC, you don't know how to score fights. Stop looking at Twitter while you're scoring. Well, I'm not just looking at Twitter while I'm scoring. I'm also doing play-by-play, writing recaps, taking down my own notes. But even with that said, I do think there's a case here for Yair. Yet I also think had he come away with a backdoor draw, it wouldn't have actually told the story of this fight. The story of this fight was that Yair Rodriguez fought like he was great, and Max was just even better. He, If you're pride scoring this, this was Max Holloway's fight. He won the rounds wider that he did win, and I think he made every adjustment he needed to make to show you that he's either ready two roads in the diverge in the woods. He's either ready for a trilogy with Alexander Volkanovsky. Should the UFC go that direction or he's ready for some kind of other super fight, Conor McGregor, the winner of Poirier Oliveira, what have you uh, an incredible fight. I, I just got the ESPN alert on my phone that said, you know, Max Holloway dominates all five rounds and thrilling victory. No, he didn't dominate all five rounds. This was a back and forth. Great fight. And I want to make sure that throughout this entire discussion of talking about Max's greatness, which is justified in this case, that we recognize just how balls tough and dangerous Yair Rodriguez was. He wasn't all or nothing slugger. Now, look, everything he threw and landed was heavy. Did he sustain his attack enough to have, you know, no doubt on the scorecards or have more of an argument on the scorecards? No, he's still a little bit uh, of like big flurry of heavy strikes and then take a little time off. But I do think this this may have been one of the best performances of his career, like without question, considering the the opponent and considering the the you know again there were many times Yair could have taken a step back in the wrong direction. He could have gassed. He could have succumbed to everything that Max does. He could have got submitted in round three when I thought Max had a 10-8 round, by the way, and just dominated by taking him down. And uh, and Yair responded to every piece of adversity with. To be fair, championship level poise and in, in, in perseverance. His corner told him before round five that he needed a finish, and Yair put on an incredible pace. He didn't get that finish, but he would not stop landing huge strikes. And to Yair's credit, every time he was taken down by Max, and by the way, the wrestling became a big part of the adjustments Max made, even though he's the UFC's best boxer per blessed. Um, I'm not necessarily arguing that, but 
every time Yair got taken down, even if he took damage, even if he had to fight off a submission, as soon as he got back up to his feet, it was right, right back into throwing heavy shit like crazy. Um, was I nervous at all for Max's chin? I was a little nervous in round two right? at the round one. And then as round two started to play out the same way, I was nervous for Max's lead leg, by the way, in round two, but credit to Max's adjustments for sort of taking away the calf strike from Yair. If you only watch the first two rounds of this fight, and you want to know how the rest end. Your first question is going to be, did Max's legs hold up? Well, Max took that out of the equation power to him, but Max needed to use that all-time great chin that he does have. He's never been stopped before. And uh, the shots he took in round one, uh, just to quickly recap, Max came out, I thought, and had the better first part of round one. Yair didn't move his head enough. Max just landing at will. But Yair starts countering, starts coming back with heavy shot here, ooh, heavy shot there, ooh, heavy shot there. And then suddenly you're going, are we on to something? Are we on to an upset here? I mean, Max is kind of forced to walk through some heavy shit to, to do this. And he did that. And the best thing about Max and Max's chin is that he doesn't show you the damage. I mean, I mean, his fate, you know, he ended up being cut in round five, but he, he walks right through that damage and he's switching stances and he doesn't show you any hurt. And there is a next level element to everything that Max does where, you know, if you watched him with the, with a not so discernible eye, it'd be easy to say, okay, he's, he's great, but you know, he doesn't have a lot. He doesn't have a ton of power. He doesn't have fight all. Well, he's got fight altering power in the right situation, but you know, it isn't a big, isn't a big one punch knockout guy goes five rounds a lot. And you can look at other parts of his game and, and sort of say, okay, he's a little bit more stand-up heavy, but yet what did he do here? Use key takedowns when he needed to his uh, adjustments and, and reversals and, and grappling exchanges on the ground and, and atta submission attacks were all on point. Max is a absolute complete mixed martial artist. And there are very little sort of subtleties that he does in his game adjustments that he makes that, this is why he's in the top 10 pound for pound, despite not being a champion. I mean, this is, I mean, you know, he, we thought he was just fresh off, maybe the best performance of his entire career in that five round dismantling of Calvin Cater to set out those records. So, you know, he's not going in the wrong direction by any means, but he is so smart, so adaptable. So everything, yeah, what are we a couple minutes into this show? And all you're hearing is your boy BC, uh, you know, talking up how great both of these guys are. Well, they were, this was a great, performance by both fighters and a thrill and joy to watch. But uh, let's look at the scoring here and how this actually broke down. The official scoring is Max Holloway wins a unanimous decision. I did mention, yeah, Yair's team told him after round four, you needed the stoppage. Uh, I think most people would agree with that, although I'll, I'll make that case for a year in a second. 49-46 for Holloway and the other two judges, 48-47 for Holloway. So three rounds to two on two cards, four rounds to one on the other. Now, I don't agree with that 49-46, but like I said off the top, I do agree that if you watch this without scoring intently, without, you know, doing the math and, and, and carrying the one and all that stuff, Max Holloway won this fight. You know, he, he got the better of overall of the exchanges. And because his chin is so rock solid, the kind of big shots that Yair did land didn't have a major effect on, on, on changing the momentum in the fight. I think some of the shots that Yair, Yair landed in round one would have finished, you know, most fighters would have severely altered many elite fighters, but that's Max. He's absolutely incredible. So here's the rounds that I feel like I know for sure. Round one, Yair Rodriguez won that. I don't think anyone's debating that. He landed heavier shots. He, I thought in the moment, was was taking a chance on his gas tank. Maybe he thought he had a window for a stoppage, 
Uh, some people on Twitter are saying, I don't think he, he kind of went for it enough. I, I actually thought, you know, I'm, I don't want him to see him throw a little, I don't want to see him throw too much out there and going for it because this is a five round fight and Max is not going anywhere. We know that insane cardio, uh, great chin, all that good stuff. But Yair wins round one, no doubt. Round three is a no doubt Max Holloway round. And that's when he made that big adjustment. And I know they debated on the air. Could be a 10-8 round, do you think? Matt, Michael Bisping didn't think it was. I think outside of that little sequence right late in the in the third round where, where Rodriguez got up off the canvas after nearly being finished and just really spending the whole time on his back, and he had uh, a, a, a quick and aggressive exchange in which he went right after Max and landed some big shots and then ended the round again on his back. I don't think that little flurry of a comeback was enough to make it a 10-9. And I think Max's full dominance there and having him in near submission situations and getting a, 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 a full mount situation and landing big strikes, that's a 10-8 round. That, that's a, you know, in the new scoring, that's a 10-8 round. There's, to me, there's no question about it. So round one for Yair, no question. Round three for Max, no question. But for me, 10-8, I'm cool with that. Round four, I think, was a clear Max Holloway round once again. Now, these rounds are not devoid of Yair landing big stuff. And I, when I look back at my notes for round four, uh, Yair gets his eye poked, something that Max would uh, happen to Max earlier in the fight. But I, I liked Holloway's defense overall in round four, even though Yair did land some big shots. So that's clear to me. Now, round two and five were the closest. For me, round five, I saw a... a a rally from Yair. He put on the pressure constantly. I thought he outworked Max just enough. And I certainly thought he landed heavier blows until the final bell, really just pushing for something. And his corner said, you know, be an orthodox, do, you know, go out there and, and do something crazy and finish it. And he tried that wackadoo sort of uh, back kick where, where he put his hands to the ground and did sort of a rever- I, I don't know the terms. Okay. I'm not BC, the boxing guy. What do you, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to call it? A, in a, an American Rano. What do you want me to say here? Um, Song, you do you want to make song you dong jokes to make Luke unhappy? Whatever that kick was, it didn't land, but he went for it. I'm going to give him that round 10 to nine. So, round two is the swing round. So, here's the deal if you gave Yair rounds one and five, like I did, and if you were also willing to give him round two, which I did, and I'll explain why in a second, well, that's three rounds to two Yair. I tended to, I also put a 10 8 round on Max. So, to me, this fight. When I get to the math equation at the end, whether you think I'm the worst scorer or, or whatever, in the end, it doesn't really matter because I'm not an appointed judge, but there's a case there for 47-47. But I also think that's one of those situations where it would not have told the story of the fight, and that happens. It happens more in boxing where there's more rounds, where you can see in boxing where one fighter can be much more dominant in the rounds he won. And I do think that's the case here. I wouldn't call Max dominant outside of round three, but I will say the rounds Max Holloway won, there's no doubt. You knew it. So, you know, unless you gave him round two as well. And uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've seen it in boxing. I scored Keith Thurman 115-113 for Pacquiao ringside, even though everyone watching saw Pacquiao get the knockdown, saw Pacquiao have the better finish. But 
you don't score it that way. You score it round by round as if it's individual fights. So there's a case for Yair. And the round two case for me is this. Max began his adjustment to the heavy shots that Yair threw in round one by stepping up his pace in round two by crowding him. But I, I thought Yair did an incredible job of those counter leg strikes. Now, again, Max took away the calf kicks at beginning in round three. But in round two, you know, I don't want to make more Habib Gaethje jokes, but I'm wondering if he's getting close to being in peril. This wasn't just Gaethje being one kick away from maybe turning the, the sequence of that fight around, but he's landing big time strikes. And even though Max was doing the higher volume work, I favored Yair Rodriguez's harder shots in a close round. And, and I scored for CBS Sports HQ. And it's the first thing I typed in the text. So the producer round two, hey man, close round, but you can make a case here, 10-9 Yair. Now you can make the same case on the flip side for Max. It seems like all three judges did. It seems like the majority on Twitter did as well. So when that happens, then we don't have an argument. And that's fine. And Max, I thought, was the better fighter and deserves to have won. But this is all part of just saying, Yair Rodriguez may have just fought the fight of his life, considering the, uh, the the platform, considering the opponent, considering two years off. I thought he came back from those two years off, which was USADA suspension, an injury, and uh, he said he lost somebody in his family due to COVID. And then you add in the delay when they were supposed to fight in July, but Max had gotten injured, that Yair really came in best shape of his life. You could see that. He was just ridiculously caught up. He always is, but you could see that. But there was really some, some um, uh, you know, more better strategy, better focus, maybe still not. While I said it was a championship effort, at least from the intangible standpoint, no doubt about it you still would like to see him be a little bit more consistent over the totality of a fight. But again, he was landing the kind of strikes that would take people out and you could make a case. And the case is really just to say what a great performance from Yair Rodriguez. You saw Max Holloway get cut in round five. You saw the swelling around his eyes. Uh, he, he got put through the ringer. I mean, this was a, a, uh, a war of attrition, both guys, uh, not the type of fight where they're never going to be the same, but you know, this, this takes something out of you, this type of fight and they thrilled the fans. And I, I'm, I'm happy that we didn't end up, end up with the kind of scorecard that I ended up with. I'm happy. We didn't end up with a math snafu because the right fighter did win, but it just shows you that, uh, yeah, you're never stopped coming. You know, there was uh, what Harold, Harold Howard. The, the great random UFC veteran who's once said, if you're going to come on, come on, right? If you're coming and uh, Yair was coming. So just a, just an incredible, just an incredible fight uh, across the board. And Max, I didn't expect him to take the fight to the ground. It was something we said in the morning combat preview ahead of time. Will this fight go to the ground at all? It was Yair that got an early takedown by taking Max's back. I believe in round two, could have been round one, but it was Max who made those adjustments and took him down. And, you know, uh, Max damn near came close to winning that in round three. And this was, this was, I'm trying to factor. I'm trying to do the math quickly. That's why I'm pausing here and saying, you know, where does this fight actually belong in the fight of the year debate? And you obviously saw enough in the first two rounds of Gaethje Chandler, which had big stakes, right? Uh, basically a number one contender fight could be, we'll see. Uh, this fight had that same feeling. This was a main event, number one contender fight, but five rounds. It's got to be in that discussion. And it's a credit to both two guys, but the max bless show at age 29 is still going upward. Now, me, if I had a choice, I'd see him against Volkanovsky a third time because they are the two best fighters in this great division. 
And uh, I mean, look, would I like Max to go fight Zabit next? I don't think, I don't know if Zabit's coming through that door, Rick Pitino. You know, I, I don't know what's happening next with him. I hope he comes back and fights, but I think that second fight was polarizing enough in the scoring that it's rare to do a third fight when somebody's lost the first two. And there's a few odd scenarios right now across the sport where we could do that, but this would be the one to do it. I don't begrudge Max getting a chance to rematch Conor McGregor for big money. I don't begrudge match, uh, begrudge Max, excuse me, getting a chance to fight for the lightweight title again. I just don't think that's necessary. If he can still make 145, and I think he's young enough still, despite the the, the tax and toll on his body to where he can, and he just did, uh, that would be the fight for me to make. I don't see a different Alex, Alexander Volkanovsky opponent in this division who is more deserving, or you're just saying, look, we haven't seen that matchup yet, so let's do that next. Unless you're going to call Henry Cejudo, but that's another discussion another topic for another day uh the point here was not to be labor and go crazy long of course we're going to hit you up on morning combat on monday 11 a.m eastern on youtube to break down this card in totality that insane ben rothwell finished even though herb dean tried to stop and start that fight uh more times than the rhythm method there right or what's that method called um and just some batshit good finishes on that prelim section of the card uh this was a fun afternoon of fights starting the main card at 4 p.m eastern on the east coast thank you very much and uh, we'll be hitting you up with a recap of the stuff going on in boxing this weekend and all that with Luke Thomas and myself, Brian Campbell. So please like and subscribe to this podcast. Wanted to give you a little flavor, a little taste of what I saw and thought, whether you care about that or not. But um, I, I'm I, I'm talking in circles because I'm so impressed by what I just saw. And I'm trying to to sort of uh, put it in the right terms and, and, and framed. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rodriguez, what's next, BC? Uh, I think he, he wins, meaning this is a loss, but I think more good will come from this loss for him than bad. Uh, you didn't know how he was going to respond from the two years off. He had an inf- a, a bit of an inflated record, yet had still shown flashes of brilliance. We're getting closer to real brilliance for Rodriguez. So I think, you know, he's going to get a big fight, a top five type fight after this. And you're one day considering he's also only 29 and he comes from Mexico, which could be a nice little, uh, you know, Trump card in his pocket for the UFC's hope as always with, you see Brandon Moreno, the first Mexican born champion of expanding there. I think we're going to end up seeing Yair Rodriguez one day fight for a world title. And I think this was the fight where his doubters might start believing that. And maybe more importantly, he will start believing that. So um, great on him. Give me Volkanovsky. Give me Max. Give me the third time. I don't want to hear the people on Twitter that say, well, just so you know, it's not really that exciting. The first two fights anyway, it's a lot like playing chess, you know? Yeah. Well, it is at times when you got two guys that brilliant and that smart, but this is why we love Max uh, so much. This is why we love blessed because he can go into the phone booth and go through hell against the and come out on top. And he can also make the adjustments like he did in the second Volkanovsky fight, where I thought he had done enough to win three rounds to two and had figured out what went wrong from a brilliant, performance by Alex. And by the way, Alex was brilliant in both because Volkanovsky made the adjustments in round two and had that rally. I'm sorry, in the second fight and had that rally that gave people uh, that thought he won, you know, the fuel to say that. So um, that's just me, your boy, BC, all that. And then some tall, pale and handsome uh, reporting live from my basement somewhere in Connecticut. Uh, Watch our show, love our show, live our show. It's, it's, uh, it's really, it's really a lot more. Than just two guys talking about combat sports. So uh, um, 
happy uh, Veterans Day to all you who have served out there this week. Thank you. Thank you very much, including the great Luke Thomas. And hopefully him and I can keep our marriage on the tracks, right? Happy editorial wife, happy life, they say. Um, see, I don't, I don't, you know, a little aside, I'm not, a, you know, I like Luke. I, for, first of all, I love Luke Thomas, okay? Off camera, great guy. Never met him. No, I have met him. I hung out with him. Great guy. Um, I'm not here, though, to please him. I'm not here to, here to make him comfortable on camera, okay? In fact, it's quite the opposite. Maybe that's why this show is so great, all right? All right. Uh, that's all I got. Two words. We out. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>